Welcome to Level Up, where we explore the burning desire to create something crafted with quality, care, and attention to detail. These things will touch base on the industries of the artists, startups, musicians, photographers, designers, videographers, and more, uh, all here on the Level Up podcast. Uh, welcome to Level Up. We're here today with Jeff Moore with the Tinker Mill in Longmont, Colorado, and we're here to understand a little bit more about how the Tinker Mill actually incites creatives to go out and do more creative things in the community. Uh, Jeff, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks, Lachlan. Um, yeah, I'm Jeff Moore. I'm the president of the board of directors of Tinker Mill for this year, and I've been a member of Tinker Mill since about 2013, like a few months after they initially started. So. Uh, we event, we started out in the old mall, and then we moved into our new building at um, 1840 Delaware Place, and it's uh, a nice big space that uh, allows us to tinker and make stuff and pretty much do whatever we feel like. That's fantastic. So in regard to what we've been doing with this podcast so far, so we've been discussing things like animation, things like film, things like photography, uh, things like art, graphic design, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how are you invigorating those individuals to really get into a makerspace, if you will, and make things? Well, I think you hit on it. It's, it's a makerspace. So you're able to come to Tinker Mill, and we have the space and the equipment Excellent. to actually do all that stuff. Like, if you want to make jewelry or if you want to do casting or woodworking, mm -hmm. machine shop. I mean, we have a full set of shops. Uh, like there's like 20 shops out there. And it just ranges from any kind of interest you might find interesting. I think there's one thing you can say about Tinker Mill is if um, you don't know about something, you can find an expert at Tinker Mill to help you with it. Excellent. And that's kind of how we've built a few businesses out of there. Um, people come in there and they'll start and we can provide an environment uh, where they can um, find other people that know how to do stuff and also have the equipment to actually make your first prototypes and get into some initial production. Great. And so these businesses have actually grown out of Tinker Mill and uh, are employing people today. So that's Great. one aspect of Tinker Mill. The other side of it is just a place to go have fun. Awesome. And uh, <clears throat> so... If you like woodworking, we have a full wood shop. If you like stained glass, we can make, help you do that. Um, so pottery, I mean, it's just, the list goes on and on. Uh, it's just hard to totally describe what we do there because it's kind of a moving target. Things change all the time. We create new shops, new old shops close. Uh, really the only constraint we have is space. Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. Um, so like realistically, so me as a graphic designer and a photographer, am I going to be able to go to Tinkerbell and get something out of it? it? Me as a photographer and graphic designer, of course. Well, I mean, what do you want to do? Do you want to cut some vinyl or use a laser, laser cutter? I didn't know you had a vinyl cutter, so see, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, so basically what you could guys could teach me to do in theory would be to how to large scale print my designs. Uh, out right yeah i mean up to you know, we have a certain format i don't remember what it is probably 36 inches but, okay but you know you can always tile that together to make a bigger design yeah <clears throat> Ooh. oh that'd be great but plus we have a photography shop there we have um i don't know i think it's like a like a 22 by 30 some inch printer okay so you can do f um photographic quality um prints there and then you can go to the wood shop and make frames that's awesome i didn't even know that so we had discussed um with brandy actually she was one of the previous guests we had uh from the firehouse art center 
um, about how I would go uh, kind of create a new art gallery to be able to present. And I think realistically what's really great here is that I can come to you guys and begin that process of understanding how to print my photos and how to turn that into a gallery, I guess, thing that I could submit and actually have and showcase my work out to the public more in a way of print style, more than just social media and posting things on my website. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that Tinkerbell does do. It is hands-on. It does produce real things. That's great. So it's it's not in the cloud. It's not a bunch of digital ones and zeros. It's um, it's the hard, the hard um, touchy-feely part of all kinds of art and um, and craft work. Yeah, and I think that's really important in regard to the whole creative uh, industry, really, is making sure that you're able to physically touch something at some point. You know, even, like even in photography, you're still touching something in the sense of you have to touch the shutter on the camera to actually shoot a picture, right? Um, so, you know, you have to engage with that. You have to be able to, when you're taking a picture, engage with the environment around you to really you know, I guess, physically touch and understand and feel that moment. So I think really what's great is that like the Tinker Mill is able to kind of come in and be something that I need to do myself. <laughs> well, I, and it's a learning experience. We're a 501c3 mm -hmm. and we have an educational focus. So <clears throat> one of my um, objectives this year is to actually have more community outreach. Okay. So people to uh, know what we do. Excellent. A lot of people have heard of Tinker Mill. Not a lot of people know what we do. Yeah. So I think that that's really our next phase of evolution in our growth at Tinkerbell is to uh, become more community engaged because, like you were saying, you didn't know we had this stuff. And yeah. let's let everybody know that you can come here and do this stuff. And I mean, we're up to about an 800 membership uh, level. So uh, <clears throat> it, uh, it sounds like a lot, but uh, there's not... Um, not everybody shows up at the same time, so there's always usually some space to do your work. Yeah, and it, uh, bear with me. I actually don't think I know off the top of my head. Um, how, how much space do we have to work with over there? I think we have about um, 17,000 square feet. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a lot. So, <laughs> I mean, we have a, an in, a one building that's um, indoors. It's, you know, climate controlled, and then we also have a back bay that is um, – open to the weather where we do some of our other work that doesn't require uh, climate control. Excellent. Okay. Um, so basically I'll be coming there to do my next big print job that I've never done before and learn that process, right? Yeah, At least you exactly. would encourage that. <laughs> I would. Okay, it, great. Yeah. It's, it's a membership um, based organization. That's how we pay the bills. Gotcha. And, <clears throat> but you have 24 seven access. Sweet. And we have a lot of people that, um, work there all night and leave during the day so great and it's uh it's a good resource for the community it is a maker space we do like to uh, encourage people to join to create something Excellent. even if it's just for their own living room or for their own wall hanging or whatever I yeah mean, it's just um you can come there and make jewelry and cast rings and what, what do you want to do? Just ask and we'll figure it out. That's awesome. Um, so we'll go ahead and leave a link below to make sure everyone's able to get to the Tinker Mill and learn more about it and understand what you guys can do and what you guys offer up in full. So I want to make sure that we're able to showcase that for you guys and be able to highlight you as the Tinker Mill. Well, thank um, you very much. Of course, of course. Um, so really, like, I guess one of my questions too uh, about 
Tinker Mill, I guess, and kind of the evolution of everything. Um, what was your, like, probably early on, maybe to now, uh, what was your, like, favorite project that you have physically seen from beginning to the end that you were like, ooh, that right there is why I'm doing this? For me personally, I uh, <clears throat> put together a team of us uh, volunteers to build birdhouses for the Wild Plum Center. And then we took those birdhouses and we... And, uh, down to Art Walk last May, I think it was. And then the kids came and decorated them. And then those birdhouses then went off and were auctioned off for a fundraiser for Wild Plum Center, which is our, um, it's, a, it's a preschool learning type environment. So it, it's, a, it's another nonprofit that uh, we were able to assist them in uh, achieving some fundraising goals. Excellent. So that was like your favorite, like people were able to come in, create something and you saw it to the end and you're like, Ooh, that's, it was really fun to see kids on main street painting these birdhouses. Excellent. And that was, it was, a, it was an enjoyable experience and it was a learning experience for everybody. Excellent. So let's say, let's say there is a, like a videographer, let's just use a kind of different type of example, a videographer who really wants to get to know the videographers in the community and maybe some way that he can really make his craft better. Would the Tinker Mill be a place that he should go for that? Well, a videographer would definitely get some good practice if he could do some videos on the how-tos. Okay. So if we were in the different shops and we were showing people how to do something, could create some YouTube videos, for example. Excellent. And it could be come become part of our curriculum. Okay. Uh, I think um, I'll, I'll put in a plug for the the new um, media maker space that's going to be starting at the first of the year. We're going to have a close association with the the media maker space that's starting up uh, over in the Carnegie Library. Great. And they will actually have a better facility for doing videos and editing things, but. We would always welcome somebody at Tinkermill to help us with um, our learning capacity. Excellent. So would you say, I guess I'll have, have a few questions here. So would you direct somebody that's trying to start a new business to connect with the Tinkermill and for what purpose and reason? And if that is the case, and I guess where are they going to grow their business from there on out? You know, is my bigger question. Well, the example that I gave about... <clears throat> It, um, it was extract craft was developed there, and that's a, a, a way to extract um, aromatics from uh, from uh, botanical products. So a lot of that goes into the the marijuana industry to create you know extractions. And they uh, are now up to several employees. They moved out. They started there. And they were able to get their first product launched, and then they had they actually got too big to to do, actually do it at Tinkerbell, so they had to move out. So, <clears throat> Diabase Engineering is another one. They have a, a unique three D printer that actually does machining as well. So you can print machine, print machine, and get higher resolution three um, D prints out. And they um, outgrew the space, and they are now moved down on South Pratt, south of South Pratt, and they have employees and are getting their business off the ground so it's kind of a, a launching pad uh <clears throat> what longmont would need in my opinion in between tinker mill and actually full-blown business would help if we could add some sort of incubator space where they could they could have a 
a smaller type manufacturing facility to ramp up into their full production. So gotcha. So that's something that we need to work on in a long run. And I think that as we move forward, that'll actually happen. I know of a couple things going on that uh, have potential to, for people to be able to rent a couple thousand square feet wow. and uh, get started. So that's, I think that's in the works. We'll have to see how it plays out. Awesome. That's fantastic. So yeah, I think what's really great too, uh, kind of about how the Tinker Mill um, is at least existing in the creative environment here is it's really just a good resource for people to go and to coordinate with in some fashion to really be able to help their craft in some way or another, whether they're artists, photographers, videographers, et cetera, et cetera. Cause you guys got the connections over at the new media makerspace um, that's coming, right? So yes. can you tell us anything else about that at all? Well, um, at least I mean, whatever you might know. Well, Scott Converse started Tinker Mill okay. and he's starting media makerspace. So it's another startup basically of a new concept for Longmont. So I think that uh, Tinker Mill has been a very good success. We're the largest makerspace in, you know, second largest, I think, in the five, seven state area. Wow. I think the only one bigger is in Texas. Um, bigger, bigger by space, but maybe not by members. Mm -hmm. But uh, it really doesn't matter. We're just, we're, we're actually a pretty good force here in, in Colorado and along the front range. We have people coming from everywhere to come anywhere, even from Wyoming, to come down to, to Tinkerbell to do what they need to do. Excellent. Because we, we provide the space and the resources. That's awesome. Um, was there anything that you were able to create at the Makerspace specifically that you made and saw through from beginning to end as well? Uh, back to that, I guess, topic um, that you just were so happy with that you were able to make there in the first place. Just you personally um not really personally i mean i i use the equipment there to just tinker really but mostly uh i'm the wood shop captain gotcha. as well but i have a wood shop at home so i you know it's just easier to work at home than just come yeah. to tinker mill but i try to keep that wood shop up in this in a, at a state where you know it, it's fully functional all the time that's awesome um yeah i think realistically like a maker space is just something you know i've always like wanted to get into it and be a part of it and join something that's gonna be awesome um so this is really good to know um you know i think there's more there than i thought i would really ever need well so that's fantastic there's a tour every sunday from two to four. Oh, i guess and you should I don't come know to a tour. We missed a sunday good and uh you can see the whole space awesome. and walk you through and answer questions and draw you in and you can join no that'd be fantastic join on the spot yeah absolutely <laughs> that'd be great um yeah i think realistically so like and other questions we've been asking creators um you know whether they're musicians or you know animators or photographers as i said um has been what really drives people so like this is from your presidential uh, standpoint i guess you know what what are you seeing the other people that come in to, through tinker mill you know what are you seeing as something that really drives them to create what what really gives them that fuel that mm, to go get it well i think it all stems from just a creative uh, drive that a lot of people have um, they have something in their in their head they want to make and uh they just come and do it um they experiment they they try they fail they try they fail they try it works it doesn't always work the first time so uh, there are, are a lot of people there that can help walk you through some of the issues you may fa be facing up front. And I think that's one of the things that I'd like to stress. It's a community. It's not just a space. 
And, and there's more to it than just coming in here and turn on a machine. There are people there to help you figure out your uh, how to get to where you're trying to get to. And there are also opportunities for you to teach other people how to do stuff. That's so great. I think that's really the biggest advantage of Tinker Mill. It is a community. Okay. So realistically, so it, it's a community. That's fantastic. But like, I think, let me try to get down to the question a little bit further. Um, is really what is the thing that people are coming in there and what are you guys providing other than the community, I guess, unless it is the community, that's even better if that's the answer. Um, what's driving them to really just fight for it more? Like you're, they're going into the knicker mill. Maybe they have no idea what they're going to do. And then they get in there to make something and they're like, Oh, well, here's what I'm going to make. What really drives them to make that decision and just pull the trigger and actually go get it to make something in particular. Well, I think that part of it is when they go on a tour on a Sunday okay, and they probably spark some um, idea in their head that they say, hey, I could do this here. Right. I could do that here. I live in an apartment. I can't have a table saw, <laughs> you know? Fair. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but if I come here, I have access to everything. And uh, to, I mean, it's hard to describe what the creative spark really will be for everybody. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, it comes down to... If you don't know how to do something, ask. And if you have, if you know how to do something, tell. And I uh, teach, learn, and grow as you um, go through your process of learning how to do stuff. So no, that's great. And I think that's something we've been trying to kind of share with the world uh, as we start Locktoberfest today. Actually, October first, uh, start Locktoberfest. We're, we're saying network, learn, create is kind of what we're pushing on everyone to be able to do from the event that we're doing is just to network to really start to communicate with the other creatives in the industry and learn um, what other creators might be able to actually teach them and then create. So go out there and be a better photographer, go out there and be a better videographer, everything else, you know, the, the idea is to really just drive creatives to go do that. So I think what's great about Tinkermill is that I think it fits in the same vein. So that's fantastic. Yeah, I think that um, we're not going to be all things to all people, but we are a lot of a lot of things to a lot of people. And if um, we're not one of the things we're are not as um, up to speed on is the um, video videography and mm -hmm. those, those type of arts. But I think that with the, the advent of the of the media makerspace, and I think it'll complement. Okay. It won't compete, and it's going to be basically, as I understand it today, it's going to be a similar model, and you're going to have access to the equipment and studio space, and wow, um, twenty four seven access is the intent. So That's really great. You, it can be a better utilization of of that resource in the city as well. So I think I'm looking forward to seeing what the outcome is, and I I'm pretty sure it's going to work. No, that'll be fantastic. I think realistically. Um, that type of environment is something at least me as like somebody who does production and that side of things is really excited for because that's something I think the community has been lacking is something that we can all go to and be like, hey, that's the studio. Hey, that's the studio. You know, hey, meet me at my studio. And, I, and you know, sure, it's not your studio in particular, but realistically, you're able to rent that out and, you know, use it as your studio. So that's what I think is really great. Well, yeah, and it's a sharing experience. You know, if you go there and you see somebody struggling, you can help them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's gets back to community. Yeah, and <clears throat> there are 
like I tell my woodworking students, I said, there's probably 25 different ways to do this, but this is how I do it. Yeah. And if you want to figure out different ways to do it, it's not wrong. It's just different. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think the same kind of goes for, you know, things that I do in particular. Like I've, I've shown my photos to a lot of people and they're like, I love this. I love this and I love this. And then I've shown them to other people and they're like, eh, I don't really like that. But, you know, it's all kind of just that perspective, you know, able to try different things, understand what's going to sell, what's going to work and what really like makes you want to create it in the first place. Like when I go out and take a photo, I take a photo prepping for how I'm going to edit and how it's going to be perceived to the public, right? So basically what I do is, you know, I just think about that before I pull the shutter and I, I take a picture and then do all that process. And I think really that's what kind of just drives me to be able to try different things each and every time is that I'm able to be like, okay, cool. It's going for this person. Great. That person is really, really happy and awesome. So I, you know, maybe in that instance, I want to brighten up their photos a lot more because they're just a happy, energetic person. Otherwise, you know, maybe they want to take a picture of a really dark forest and I want to be dark and gloomy, (laughs) you know, so that in that instance, it's just fun to really experiment and understand that there are different ways to go about taking, taking pictures and really just create things. So, you know, I think that's, what's fantastic about the makerspace that might be, that's coming in, not might be, but is coming in. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it won't necessarily be Tinkerbell, but I think it's going to be the same model. Yeah. And, you know, we were here to talk about Tinkerbell, but it's, kind of hard to not talk about our, what I see as a collaboration between the two absolutely makers how do you see so how do you see them kind of <clears throat> going together at least as, for the community at large you know how are they going to kind of come together and really like bolster each other and really help them, each other out well I think that um, you I mentioned before is like if you're able to do videos uh, <laughs> we can do educational programming if you're able to do photography we're able to help you with your gallery setups. Yeah. Um, so uh, I see Tinker Mill as being a more of the hardscape and the media makerspace being more of the softscape. Okay. Can you elaborate, I guess? So softscape meaning you can pick it up and carry it with you, put it in a little package. Okay. Hardscape being something you need a, a box and a truck or whatever to carry gotcha. it around. So okay. Something, cool. you know, something, um, something you can, touch and feel where you don't necessarily f- touch the photograph yeah but you can touch the wood or touch the plastic that you're making gotcha the frame out of or perfect the, or the the glass or mm-hmm. actually go cut the glass or put stained glass i mean i can go off on this stuff all day long yeah put a little stained glass emblem in the corner of your framing glass oh okay. to, to that uh, that coordinates with the f- photograph or the painting yeah so, uh, I mean, that's one thing that we do uh, do have at Tinkerbell are a few artists that actually do uh, paintings. That's awesome. So, uh, they, it all ties together, mm-hmm. and it all, I think, has a similar process in the metal side of it. Okay. It's where you there's a spark, and there's, then that becomes an idea. Mm-hmm. The idea becomes something that you can put together either on paper or, or in a physical form mm-hmm. that you can uh, touch and feel. And I think that that's... The way people, I think that's the way I've always learned is by doing. And I, if you don't have a place to do it, then you'll never really learn how to, yeah, how to really be proficient at it. No, absolutely. And I think that's kind of goes the same. Like I think that's kind of how I learned. You know, was really just going out and doing, as you as you said. Um, 
really i think i wouldn't know photography like i know now without even just going out and trying it you know i just try all these different things all these you know i read a bunch of different articles watch a bunch of different videos and i'm able to understand like how they did it and then i realize crap i don't like that or oh my god that's amazing i want to try that and then i go try it i actually have to physically go out and try it <laughs> so i think realistically that goes for everything though you know it's not just photography it's videography it's woodworking it's whatever you guys do over there at the tinker mill you know that i haven't even thought about doing yet so, so you want to work on my fifteen thousand fo photos on my phone i mean depending <laughs> on what are we planning to edit all of them because like if that's the case no, it's gonna take a lot. <laughs> no, I, you know, that's the difference between taking a picture on your phone and actually composing something. Yeah, it's, it's, what's the purpose of it being more artistic? Actually, so that's actually a good topic I actually want to bring up. So, what's your like? What's your opinion on like mobile photography versus like actual photography? Because you see now, like the iPhone 11 just came out, right? And that camera on the Pro specifically is phenomenal. Like I've looked at it, I've used it. It's wow it's fantastic but realistically what's going to set those photographers that are going to shoot only on those iphones you know against the actual photographers with the you know full frame cameras that are able to change their lenses accordingly based off of what they want to achieve where now we have these iphones that are pretty close you know i guess what's your opinion on just kind of that and well, what's that going to look like going forward in the future in your you know just opinion I, what I've seen, and one of the things that I think that we as a society have kind of gotten away from is, you know, I learned photography originally on continuous images on film. And you get a different, you can get different results that way than you can with a digital art, at least the way I understand it. Mm -hmm. But having the digital ability gives you more flexibility in how you put it all together mm -hmm. in your in how you how you compose it and then how you go back and edit it so it actually opens up um, another whole avenue of how you could uh, present your art okay. that you wouldn't normally have with like the old film cameras where you sure you can mess with the colors and the, and the filters and how you develop it and all that stuff but there's just so much more you can do i think with digital that was never even considered when there was continuous images. Um, and the thing about digital images is that you can take 750 of them and pick one out that you yeah. like and, and, yeah. and not have to worry about, you know, <laughs> did I get this right the first time? I mean, that's really kind of been uh, kind of a change in thinking, I think. Yeah. So do you think that the, you know, the ability that people are now going to have with the you know iphone 11 pro you know are they going to be able to actually rival those people who are shooting on the big cameras the cameras that require all this expensive equipment to actually make where you can just go spend a thousand dollars on a phone and now you got pretty much the same thing well if that's what you say i i'm not an expert I yeah i was gonna say maybe you know about it but maybe not um, uh, i do know that there was a guy there last night at our board meeting it could take a wide angle view of the whole room it's gorgeous and it was what that iphone 11 or yeah whatever. and yeah. that's like a lens that i don't have you know like i have specific lenses for what i'd like to take you know and then that wide angle is just like Whoa. well you know he's actually standing in the door yeah. it's not like he was like 
20 feet away. Exactly. And I think that's what's really great is that you're able to actually do that. And you, so I think I think it's interesting. So like you can have that iPhone, you spend a thousand dollars on that phone, but I'm still going to go spend two thousand dollars on just the lens <laughs> for the particular things that I want to get. So, you know, the iPhone is just going to be great to have. It's useful. It's going to be in my pocket all the time. That's great. But realistically, I think I still want to be able to perfect my craft even further using the professional grade cameras, the professional grade lenses and flashes and everything else that the iPhone doesn't. Yeah, but you're the um, epitome of tinkerer. Well, I mean, yeah, I think so. So what would you define that as then? Well, no, it's something that has a um, connection and and a, a feeling of accomplishment and understanding that when you have all this equipment, it becomes um, you're making it fun for yourself. You're not just taking a picture. You're having the equipment. You're figuring out what lens to use, what f-stop, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and figure it out. Figure all that out, and it's it's a higher set. It's a higher skill set. Yeah. And so you're you're working with your skills, and you're getting satisfaction from just doing it. Of course. Yeah, I think realistically, that's probably my favorite thing is really just going out. Like there was a time um, that I just went out and went for a walk in the mountains. I, I was out there, went for a hike and just it was beautiful. And then I had my camera, you know, I just wanted to try things out. And, you know, we had gone, I think, first thing in the morning for the sunset or the sunrise. Not sunset, um, sunrise, and you know, I just tried a bunch of different things out to try to play with how I can make that sunrise look in the camera. So, you know, it's really it was playing with like the exposure, making it look like you know, I got a few birds flying by, got them super, you know, tiny and got them in focus, and then didn't, and you know, had played with all the effects to really just play with that orange and the yellows and really bring those colors out in a different way. And just it was a lot of fun, you know, I think it was really just getting out there and. Tinkering, as you said. <laughs> so, yeah, that was just something I like to do and something I love to do in the first place. So, yeah, no, it's excellent to hear that there's a space where people are able to come and tinker in the variation of crafts that you might be able to do. Um, so let's say, let's give an example here of my mother who likes to make jewelry. What is she going to be able to do at the Tinker Mill? Well, we have... Um a full-blown jewelry shop oh my God. where you can uh, She's gonna love you can life. do everything from investment casting rings and pendants to just um, metal forming of copper and um, I, you know I, I'm not in in that that much we also have some lapidary equipment so you can actually polish stones hmm. so I, I do know that there are people that um, polish stones and make a ring or polish stones and make a necklace or a set of I don't know, women wear, you know, jewelry, right? I don't. Yeah. You know, they have their pierced ears and they have a necklace and it all matches. Well, you can do all that there. You can make your chains. You can make your rings. You can make um, all kinds of jewelry things or even little tiny metal sculptures that look like jewelry. That's great. Or you could go over the glass working area and make a, you know, glass dragon or whatever that goes with it. So, I mean, you could, you could mix the media too. You could do glass with metal Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, and there's people that do leather with glass and, and leather with jewelry with metal and wood with so all that is available there Tinker Milton. That's great and I think what's really cool is that that kind of all t- can tie into you know film production that can tie into photography why is because you can make all that stuff 
over there at the Tinker Mill, right? You can make that jewelry, and you can use that jewelry in your photo shoot. You can use that jewelry as a product that you can shoot and be like, hey, I made this product. I made it. But hey, I don't sell it. I don't really like to make it, but I wanted to get a good product to take a picture of. Or you could make your costumes in a sewing shop. Exactly. See, there's a sewing shop. See, you're not even telling me all this stuff. Well, what what, what to, else? What else is there? You have to come and take a tour. All right. Perfect. I guess that's that's done. I no, gotta come I mean, take a tour. You know, it's jewelry, um, foundry, blacksmithing, pottery, stained glass, wood shop, um, wood carving. We have a four by eight foot CNC router. Wow. So, uh, we have a full blown machine shop to, to machine metal. We have, like I mentioned, a jewelry shop mm -hmm. with metal casting, lapidary. We have a robotics area with in electronics. So people, there are people teaching um, Arduino stuff, for example. Wow. So you can um, animate some of your your videography stuff even better if you so chose to do so or yeah. recruit people to do it for you yeah so how does that kind of work with the sense of recruitment i guess as you said you know because i know that's like a community right um how are you able to say like hey i don't really know how to do this but i'm trying to do this as a collective project right you know how do you reach out to that community and really engage them and tell them like hey i'm looking for somebody that can help how, how are you guys doing that over there? Well, a lot of what we do is once you're a member, you have access to our Slack channel. You can just reach out and Great. ask people. The other thing we can do is you can um, email info at tinkermill.org and ask your question. And what we have a team of people that then responds to them and puts you in contact with the right person at Tinkermill. Perfect. You can always come to a member meeting on Tuesday nights uh, at 7 o'clock. And at that meeting, you can stand up and say, I'm trying to do this. I need help. So I mean, there's a lot of entry points into how you get into Tinkermill. There's a lot of people just show up during the day and says, hey, can somebody help me with this? And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, like I say, the front door is always open. We're open to the public. Great. Um, a lot of stuff you have to be a member because of the machine, you know, the equipment liability and things. But at the same time, you can come in there, form a team, get something done. Yeah. And either stay or, or go. We have people who would come in and just use the wood shop to build out their van. Once their van's done, they go on a road trip. Sweet. <laughs> we may never see them again. So, but that's cool. You know, I think it's just a matter of um, we we can adapt to whatever the needs are. And I think that um, that's one of the advantages why we've been successful, is that we're not um, limiting specifically what you can do there may be limits on what we can actually provide mm -hmm. but um, we like ideas and if there's enough support we will create a new shop for you that's great um so i think realistically i think we're pretty close to like all my questions and grand scheme of things but nonetheless i want to ask what is the weirdest request or the weirdest thing you've wanted to have made at the makerspace what is the oddest thing out oh, there oddest yeah Oh, uh, I don't know. I think some. I could tell you some of the coolest things have been. Let's go for that. Yeah, that's fine. There were there, odd can be cool at the same time, you know. There were some senior um, engineering students from CU mm -hmm. who wanted to build a jet engine. Oh wow! But you can't fire a jet engine on campus. <laughs> but you can at Tinker Mill, and they did it. Wow! <laughs> so how did that look exactly? Like, did they just build up the? engine in the backyard basically 
Pretty much. They wow. did a lot of the work at Tinkerbell, um, but it was for a senior project. Sweet. And it wasn't enough to, like, launch a, a spacecraft. For, I mean, that's not the scale it was at, but it's just yeah. a matter of can you build it, can you design it from scratch and make it work? So it was kind of cool. But that's what kind of the space that we can provide is um, more of the it's, – it's an industrial area, so we yeah. can do a lot of things that you can't do, like, downtown. Yeah, so, like, in theory, that – Space or the was it space engine you said right or jet engine. jet engine jet engine in theory could be like a thing you're able to use for your film production and you're able to actually film that and get that content of like boom there you go like literally boom with the a jet but you know <laughs> well it didn't go boom oh that's good that's good but it makes that big booming noise still you know if it works it's like you know fire it, 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 yeah it's it's yeah, a we big like, hole. We, we like thing. fire. <laughs> That's a good thing to know. I'm sure there's a lot of fire extinguishers around. There but are. Nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, we built a, a flame throwing reindeer for the the Christmas parade at uh, at the park. Uh, I don't know, four or five years ago. Oh my god, that sounds great. And it was we had the people that knew the chemistry and knew the fuels and could make a safe product and. Kids could come and they could push the green button. It would shoot green flames. They push the red button and shoot red flames. You're saying kids are coming, but like, why? I would, I would like that. Yeah, well, I would personally. But like the that. kids get to play with it. Yeah, that's valid. No, I mean, you could play with it. Yeah, we didn't limit it. That's valid. I mean, what's a kid? That's true. I think I consider myself a child more often than not. So, and was, I think you'll find a lot of people at Tinkerbell that are in that category. Either. 40 years old, but they act like a six-year-old. I think, honestly, with the space you're able to provide for them, I think more kudos to them for being able to actually embrace that again and be able to take that in and be like, cool, here, let me go make something, make something awesome. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on to the Level Up podcast where we always try to encourage people to create in a variation of different ways. Um, we really think that Tinker Mill is a great space for people to go and actually be able to create things. So, again, thank you for coming on. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I think it's uh, like this is part of my um, impetus to put uh, what Tinker Mill can do, not just what we where we are and have heard of us. So awesome. And I'm excited to go explore and probably take a tour here in the next week or two and make that happen and understand what I can do as a photographer and graphic designer. See what I can do. So thank you so much. All right. Bye, everyone.